April 12, 2021. It's the Watt Pedro Show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Happy Monday. Started off with every time we say goodbye. Live broadcast of a Paris, France concert. 1962 John Coltrane. Of course, his uh, incredible quartet with uh, McCoy Tyner, Jimmy Garrison, Brother Elvin Jones. Then the Prosperity Gospel, brand new from Prosperity Gospel. Thus far and no further, the big piece by my guest, Eddie Newman. Welcome aboard, Eddie. Thanks for having me, Mike. Absolute. Any friend of Dylan Dickerson's a friend of mine. <laughs> He's a great thank, guy. Yeah, we got to thank the brother for the connect, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you're speaking to me uh, probably from Columbia, like everybody else, right? Yes, I am. Okay. Like nobody's from there, right? Everybody's from these little towns. Who'd we have on the other day? Uh, the guy with the jam room. Oh, uh, Jay Matheson? Jay, Jay, cool people, right? And, uh, yeah, little town, but came to the big town, Columbia, right? Is it, he's still there. Uh, Eddie, please bring your uh, earliest musical recollection. The earliest music I really remember listening to was uh, watching music videos on MTV and BET. Uh, back, this would have been, like, mid-'90s or so. And, honestly, Eminem, the rapper, was huge when i was a little kid and uh so i would say probably the first thing i really remember like getting into was early uh early (laughs) eminem no you know i have friends here in pedro younger 20 30 more plus years but they said he had the skills it wasn't like a vanilla's thing he uh, same with beasties the kids you know uh different ethnic and stuff they they dug these guys because they had skills i'm not surprised that you got into that you know music is a trippy thing you know it gets over on all kinds of levels and even if it it came with pictures right because you're watching the tv it's still about rhythm sounds and trippy shit like that I was just uh, aware of uh michio kaku this uh scientist uh u.s guy talking about maybe yeah, it, a, a great great metaphor for how the fucking whole trip works is music, where the physics is harmony, melody is chemistry, the symphony is the universe, and the mind of God is the big fucking music that's playing. So <laughs> that was I yeah. just read that fucking this morning. Uh, the Pat was, was it Columbia where you grew up? Uh, I grew up in a little town called Aiken, <laughs> like everybody else. <laughs> no, but that's cool. No one, you know. No one picks yeah, Columbia is a college town, so... Yeah, and also capital, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, USC, right. Because same one as we got, but they're Gamecocks and ours are Trojans. <laughs> I guess they got both something to do with cock. <laughs> you know, so in that pad, Eddie, was there instruments? Uh, Yeah, my mom is a uh, piano player. So, growing up from a young age, uh, I had a piano to, to mess around on. Now, did you go through the lesson thing? I didn't really. She would she would try and teach me, and um, you know, and she kind of played like a very, a very like kind of classical style, you know, and uh, mixed with a lot of hymns and stuff. And I just didn't have the attention span for all the music theory at that time. Okay, but you did jump on it. I jumped on it, but once I could figure out how to play chords and you know bang out a, a melody with one finger that was kind of uh enough for me <laughs> but that was your first instrument 
I guess so. Yeah. I, I also played a uh, saxophone in starting a middle school band. Yeah. I want to ask you about school. Were you in the marching band or the choir or shit like that? Uh, I was just in a concert band okay. um, and played saxophone, alto saxophone. Alto. John mm-hmm. Coltrane started on it. He went to tenor. I think it was Clean and Vincent said, you got to move to tenor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Cannonball Adderley. I mean, Charlie Parker. There's some great ass fucking alto players. Uh, did you stick with it? Uh, I did for a long time. Um, several years ago, we had a house party and had some bands playing stuff, and somebody stole my saxophone. Oh, and I haven't, fuck. I haven't bought another one since then. Um, but I feel like if I got my hands on one, I feel like I could go back to it pretty naturally. Now, was that the same horn you had in school? It was. God damn. You know, Brother Steve in the Stooges, he always played that same summer. Mark Six that he did Funhouse with, same kind of uh, tenor John Coltrane rock. That, that that's heartbreak. I had a bass stolen when I was on tour. And I hope somebody's playing it. <laughs> that's my big hope. Yeah. So, so were you rocking the the sax out of school? Like, I'm not saying after you graduate, but in the afternoon when school's out, you know, like the basement band, the bedroom band, the, the garage band. Did you do shit like that? I I did. Um, so I started a band with some friends in, in middle school and, uh, was able to get like a, a cheap electric guitar around then. So I mostly played guitar, but we, we would play songs and I would take off the guitar and play saxophone. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to think about the songs. Uh, there was a song, real goofy song called, um, pizza day by the Aquabats. I remember those guys. <laughs> that we used to cover. Yeah, they they wore costumes. Mm-hmm. And I used to play saxophone on that song. Um, they were kind of ska, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, ska and was... Yeah, ska band, but we yeah, but, just, you know, but, played a couple of those songs. I didn't mean to cut you off, but ska was a big thing for kids in the school band because, you, yeah, you, right, with the bone and the fucking trumpet, and you could be mm-hmm. rocking it with the guys with the bass and the guitars and the drums. Too bad it didn't last. Uh Anyway, you know, music's music. What the fuck? The, the 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 device. But what I'm curious, what made you want to jump on the guitar? Um it, it was actually like a, a well thought out plan with my friends. I had a few friends and we were like, Okay, well if two of us can get guitars, one of us can get a bass and one of us can get a drum set and we can play music. Um So it was a plan, so- it was a plan to make a band. Yeah, before we could play anything. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but that's bitching. Like y'all come in together because that's what a band is anyway. Mm-hmm. You know. So, yeah. So uh, I got a guitar, a, a cheap Ibanez um, with like one of those little practice amps. Um, what were you guys called? Uh, the Chiltons. Chiltons. Now, did you? Uh... Write your own songs, or did you copy off records like me and D Boone? <laughs> uh, we wrote our own songs. Yeah, um, I wrote most of them. I've always personally been of the opinion I'd rather write, I'd rather play a shitty song that I wrote than play a great song that somebody else wrote. <laughs> Unless you got a good interpretation. Mm-hmm. But like for yeah, as, and as far then, as I've I've enjoyed it, but at the time, all I wanted to do is write. Yeah, because you want to find you want to find your own voice. And I think you still do that if you do a good interpretation, because we're not talking top forty shit where you your virtual tape recorder, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. 
Fuck that. Now, 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 did the Chilton's ever do a gig? Like Alex Chilton, the guitar man? So, uh, yeah, so my middle name is Chilton, but I definitely wanted people to associate me with Alex Chilton, <laughs> even though we're not related. Great so I was definitely guy. part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got, so going back a little bit, uh, one of the first CDs I got when I when I got a, a, a like Walkman CD player was the soundtrack to this TV show, uh, that 70s show. And it had a big star song on it, uh, September Girls. And I loved that. Um, and then I got a copy of High Priest, uh, one of the Alex Shelton solo records. And I loved that. Yeah. Um, so by that time, I was a, I was a big, uh, you know, big star and Alex Shelton person. Can, can I hip you to something? That mm-hmm. seven, you know, I was 13 in 1970, me and D. Bonin. That show ain't accurate. <laughs> <laughs> just like my pop when that show happy days he said boy those were not happy days <laughs> yeah i've been not look i want to play uh part two of your big piece here prosperity gospel scattered between the roots
I always felt like life moves too quickly. This is my attempt at slowing it. Discovering trace elements, 
treble, bass, and bop, seduced by words, where challenge was the gift of ease. His dirty box of mad crux songs, a wry corndog turn of phrase, launching thump twang rock until every stage a trampoline. Ghost pogo in electric doll shoes, too many ideas in one punk head. Summer confused by that groove, whose art became the shovel. Thus magic band, Sir Suits coin, still his being spilled such fun rage. Winning each race, intro to encore, a cutoff cult at the ice machine. Every next track jangled the heart. Sweet hell to hear, louder as fuck. Don't stomp a cable, amps unable, stopping way too hard in the sand. No time to sink, one cruise crashed the blues. Change your strings, song words came. Growly still that thunder broom swept, dust from under tomorrow's speakers. Kept true a thump hand to the van, knowing well the trees drop friendly. Time spent in grind mind, never emptied, when that one chance became many. To ever dig that ripped shirt, man.
Hi, sorry, I'm just waiting for a friend.
Lot for Pedro Show. I wrote a song about the 70s. <laughs> Defend yourself. <laughs> People, we just heard Prosperity Gospel doing, well, at the head of the that chunk of music, because the book ended, right? The way Watt does. Scattered Between the Roots. And then, brand new from Z, Our Impact on Other Egos. <laughs> I guess some philosophy, huh? Uh, Chris Kroger after that. Beautiful poem he wrote for D Bone this B Day. It was just a couple weeks ago. The the Mofos Missed. Bomus Prendon after that. Woeful is me. DC area. Marco Sorado and Raul uh, Cantizano out of Spain, Sibilla part, with uh Retucano and uh, this stand up bass and, and uh flamenco guitar, which D Boone loved flamenco. Uh, and I got to see some in that town with the Stooges once about nine, ten, ten years ago. T- Tommy Dahill out of Alaska with, okay, this is some Gaelic here, so excuse me for fucking destroying the language. Cha na dion amach la ne goth. Goth. Yeah, it's beautiful though. And that word glass out of Baltimore with OTT and ballerina for Brandy and the Butcher. There's Jay. His, his current band. Jay was on the show a couple episodes. Again, people, another Columbia cat. And then finally, Prosperity Gospel. Norman unclenching his jaw from the tale of the world. <laughs> That's a title. So, okay. When does the Chilton's do their first gig? Uh, so we, I would say our first gig was probably inviting people to my parents' house and playing in the garage. Um, and our first like gigs playing out were at this place in Augusta, Georgia called Sector 7G. Now that's a college town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we played at Sector 7G for years, ah. years and years. Well, you know the Manor Mastelman cats were from there. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah, they went to school there and... The, the the drummer man had a club, a couple clubs in Birmingham, like Bottle Tree and Saturn. And, okay, so was this gig a success? Uh, I would say so. We, yeah, we played together for a long time. Um, we wrote, I don't know, probably 60 songs or so. It's your first um, gig, but you ain't played together in a long time. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we played together from middle school to college. Without so. ever doing a gig. It was like kind of a practice band, right? No, it lasted a long time. But but as far as gigs, that there was a, there was a kind of a dearth, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. it was mainly just getting together. Yeah, a lot of that's what me and D Boone did a lot, before, especially before the movement. So, uh, what about after that? Did you start really doing the gigs after that? Yeah, we so we we moved to Columbia at a certain point, um, and all got involved in more more music. Um, you know, separately and together. Uh, and yeah, the Columbia scene was at the time, uh, a lot of like crust punk and kind of like more metal punk and, you know, like, uh, metal core and stuff like that. So we kind of stuck out like sore thumbs, but, uh, you well, know, we still, well, if you we got still those... found a way to play shows. Eddie, Eddie, sorry to interrupt you, but, uh, clear this up for me. If those guys, had a name for their stuff. What was the name of your stuff? Um, I would say more just weirdo punk. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I like that. Because you said crust and metal, and so, like, and you were weirdo. Okay. I, I think I'd be in with a weirdo, too. <laughs> so, was this a problem? Uh, it 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 seemed like it at the time looking back uh maybe we took it too seriously um we would play shows and there'd be you know five punk bands on the bill including us and uh we would play and people would go outside and smoke cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> but but do you think there should be five bands that all sound the same <laughs> i mean clearly that's what the people wanted yeah yeah at the time <laughs> You know what I mean? And it's so funny, too, because the big slogan is anarchy, which like no coercion, right? So if you got no coercion going on, how does automatically everybody start playing the same? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe that's too difficult of a topic, so let's not even try wrestling that way. So, so what happens with the Chilton's? Uh, we just kind of all went our separate ways. Um our our bass player B uh, joined some more like kind of like touring acts and ended up moving out to the West Coast, um, and so that kind of that combined with you know just a lot of things, people drifting apart and getting different jobs and right right stuff like that. But you keep going with music yourself, right? Yeah, so I started doing. Um, I hate to use the word weird again, but I started no, doing weird's like okay. a, a weird kind the of word I, I, I get scared of is no, the N word normal. <laughs> so the, the W word's okay with what? So, so what you, you still pursue the weird, the weirdness. Yeah. So I, I started doing a like experimental uh, hip hop kind of thing. Um, I was really releasing beat tapes, but I was also releasing the same beat tapes with uh, lyrics over top of them. And this is kind of a one-man band? Uh, it was me and a guy that I knew from Aiken, um, and he is a great musician, and he made a lot of the beats. Um, and I would do a lot of the arranging and stuff. And were you, and, record, uh, were you recording this yourself? Yeah, we, we always have... Everything I've been involved in, really, has been a, a DIY recording... And what'd you start with, like the the four track cassette thing? I didn't. I the first thing I recorded was with a Aelsis Multimix, which was a, a early multi channel FireWire interface. Um, so computer, okay. Yeah, so it was connected to the computer, and it had four mic preamps, and you could record them all separately into your computer. Okay, so it's kind of like that. A little, probably better, a little quality. And then with the software, you could probably fucking edit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of leapfrog that whole stage of cassette uh, study. <laughs> yeah. You know, just yeah, like think... in Africa when they, they brought in the mobile phones so they didn't have to deal with telephone poles. Sometimes that's an advantage coming a little later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, nobody, again, nobody picks when they come, right? When you come on the scene. So, uh, so, but, but I like this idea of being empowered to record yourself. Not like, oh, I can't, uh, no, no, I can't find a studio. Nobody likes my music. So you just fucking do it yourself. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then the only, it's like having your own fanzine, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right, right. No middleman. Just you and your buddy. You guys got to get a kind of agreement going. But that's it. And so what would you put them out as? As cassettes? 
Um, a lot of it was just digital. The the hip hop stuff was all just digital releases. Okay. Um, That's okay. So just free downloads yeah. on the internet. Um, but it had like a weird amount of legs. I uh, I got a lot of people that were. It was like one of those things where it's like it was free, but if you wanted to, you could pay for it. And I had people from like the Ukraine and stuff paying for it. Um, <laughs> wow, this is before Bandcamp. Yeah, this was probably right around when Bandcamp started. Okay, because that's kind of their 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 idea, which I like a lot. It goes, uh, especially the first Friday, right? All of it goes to the yard. Look, we're at the end of the first hour, April 12, 2021, Dish Watt Pedro Show. Special guest, Eddie Newman. Hold tight for our toot. April 12, 2021. It's the second hour of the Waffle Pedro Show.
intoxication, an eternal song over the waves where reason has drowned.
Five and three, take two.
Pop for Pedro Show, start off the second hour. Prosperity Gospel, Eyes on the Heart. Then Ben Salter, Open Shirt Policy. Nilsson from Barcelona, Down the Garden. Necronauts, Left at the Carnival. Prosperity Gospel. The Gleaners, to glean. I love that word, just to say it. <laughs> and it's a little kinder than grift. <laughs> Mr. Lindsey Graham. <laughs> okay. What happens with the uh, the, the rapping and the uh, cassettes? So that also kind of kind of faded away, um, just like everything else. Well, and, or uh, evolve, evolve, because it's all music, right? A big river of music. Exactly. Yeah, I I I really enjoyed doing it. It taught me a really important thing, which was write the music that you would want to hear, and stop thinking about the people that are going to listen to it. Ah. Good point. Build up some backbone, right? Yeah. So with uh, that, with that, with that philosophy embraced, what do you do next? So I I spent a couple years um, not really putting anything out. Uh, you know, I was constantly like recording songs and stuff I was writing, but uh, a lot of what I was doing was I would record something and uh, just email it to a bunch of people. Um, you know, which I guess is distributing it in a way, but I was distributing it to like 30 of my friends yeah. as opposed to putting on the internet or something. Kind of select. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But you put it out there, but for a select group. And, and, yeah. and how did, was this music, how was it different than Chilton's? How was it different than the rap? Uh, I I did all sorts of stuff. Um, some of it was more like new wavy kind of stuff. Some of it was... Um, chopped and screwed versions of uh, other songs. Um, if you're familiar with chopped and screwed, it's kind of like a very specific form of remixing. Um, where you basically take two copies of a song and you split them apart by, you know, a, a quarter note or a half note. And then you can do a lot of cool mixes by mixing between the two copies that are playing simultaneously. Yeah, like a um, of modulations and shit, phase shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trippy. What's that called? Trap and screw? Yeah, chopped and screwed. Uh, DJ and screw was kind of one of the originators of the style. Okay. But you're, you're providing your own source material. You're chopping, screwing your own music. I am not. I'm. Uh, oh, you're taking other cats. Doing all sorts of other okay, stuff. Okay, okay, okay. So, in a way, this is uh, improving your uh, skills. At recording and stuff and producing and the mixing, right? Yeah, I I honestly enjoy recording and doing all that. Okay, okay. So at this time, really no gigs? Not really. Um, yeah, definitely several years of anytime I'm playing music uh, in front of people, it's, you know, at a party or at, at the lake with a bunch of people. Um I kind of took a few years off out of, uh, you know, doing normal shows and stuff. There's that N word. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that's okay. That's okay. So you you had to like, what what is it called? Sabbatical. Take a sabbatical off and doing live live gigs, but you're still doing this stuff. Kind of Was this man alone? Uh, Yeah, that was all just me. Right, right, right. So, uh, 
well, fuck, let's play another part of the... Pro I'm going to get into the prosperity gospel. So, so let's play pine needles and swamp gas.
現実ものとは思えなかった目の前をやきとしとしかれ影響気らしくさをかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはかくはか
なチャンネル電波通信内空暗くなってくる遠くなってる太鼓の音がだんだんと大きくなってきた不安な気持ちを変更して何とも言えない不思議な気持ちが湧き上がるあの時この世に存在すら使わない僕はそう思いながらもだからこの抑えきれなくなれじゃあ嘘を振り寄せて
lot for Pedro Show. Start off that chunk of music, more of the prosperity gospel, pine needles and swamp gas after that Manchester school. That's uh, friends of uh, Masaki, Nate, that were on from uh, Osaka a couple episodes again. And then my buddy Inez from Ireland, but he moved to Hokkaido in Japan about, I don't know, 12 years ago, 13 years ago. And uh, he sent me a bunch of music about stuff that's happening right there, uh, right now. Car Thief School with uh, to Tokaku Tayo. Fuck. I'm slaughtering another language, people, these times Japanese. The Hatch with uh, Space Battle Will. Slang with Reality Called Crucifixion. Ninja World from Nango. Hey, well, they did English go, so... <laughs> Okay, a little relief for a while. And then uh, Prosperity go uh, Gospel with uh, Violently Pulled from Bliss. Okay, now this Prosperity go Gospel is really recent, right? Yeah, it's. Uh, I've been working on it for about two years, uh, but all of it's been uh, recorded in the last six months or so. Well, I want to hear about the whole enchilada, Eddie. Bring it. So I, I started writing some music that started to kind of fit together thematically. Um, and it was also like heavier in, in terms of like using some of the, you know, more like extreme metal tropes and stuff. Uh, and I just started writing music and it all kind of felt a little bit more cohesive than my normal output. And uh, sorry, what were you saying? N word. Yeah, uh, it, it all started to sound more cohesive, um, and I I thought of the name. There, there's a little town, you know, getting back to the all the little towns in South Carolina yeah. called uh, Prosperity, South Carolina. Um, it is not a prosperous place, and uh, <laughs> so I thought it was a, a good little, name for a little, bands. a little bit of irony. Yeah. And so I wrote down on a note, I wrote down Prosperity South Carolina and Prosperity Gospel as like an alternate one. Um, and so I found that note recently, and that was May of 2019. So that's about as long as this project has been been going on, that I've been working on stuff for it. Weird connection. So little towns in South Carolina, uh, things that are consistent, that fit together, and then metal tropes. Yeah, it just it, uh, <laughs> it was the the metal stuff. I, I've always been a punk rock guy, uh, mostly because of the politics. Um, that was you know the first thing that drew me to punk rock was you know all the like leftist progressive politics. And for a long time, I thought I didn't really care to listen to a band that wasn't political. Uh, you know, because I, I thought, like, if you're not being progressive, then you're, you know, anti-progress or whatever. Um, so I didn't really listen to metal or, you know, anything like that growing up. Um, and then I found that there was this huge toolkit of sounds and tropes, you know, to use the word I said earlier, uh, in, in metal. That's really awesome tools to to use when you're writing songs. And uh, so I was basically like, okay, well, this is this is going to turn into, you know, a more a more maybe political slash philosophical metal project, I guess. So, 
like a second album by Black Sabbath. Uh, well, would you call Black Sabbath metal? I would, for sure. Okay, there's a song on there called uh, War Pigs. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems kind of an anti-war in the lyrics. I think the bass player wrote the words. Oh, is that a geezer song? Yeah, I think he wrote most of the Black Sabbath words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to say that all metal's non-political. I just mean at the time, you know, it, it seemed like punk was where all the politics that I wanted to, to talk about were at. Yeah, because, you know, in the 60s, a lot of it was in folk. Mm-hmm. So does it... You think there's really a connection between the words and the music? Well, obviously by the composer, huh? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think that there's general trends, and I think that uh, metal music in general has been less political and less progressive than punk rock, for instance. Uh and I mean, you know, some of that is just the content, you know, a lot of, a lot of metal, metal music is kind of like horror punk, you know, it's kind of like shocking and absurd and, you know, violent. I'm not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You know, I love the misfits and cannibal corpse and stuff like that, but, uh, it, it kind of is just, you know, shocking and gross for the sake of doing that. <laughs> like a horror movie, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And uh, gotta say though, uh, Misfits—they could get a melody going. They're—they're mm-hmm. they're kind of different in a way, right? Kind of sing along, especially for. Uh, well, man, I'm really getting sick of the genre game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really getting to believe music's music. Eddie, it's uh, end of the second hour, April twelfth, twenty twenty-one edition vision. Edition of Wolf Beatles Show special guest Eddie Newman. Hold tight for hour three. April 12, 2021. It's the third hour of the Wolf Beatles Show.
Johnny, he got a job He left that girl far behind But hippie Johnny still rules his own On his way home from the government center
Lot for Pedro Show. Start the third hour off with the last part of Prosperity Gospel. Seek a <laughs> Datana, Calliope, Calliope. Got the last two words. <laughs> uh, then uh, The Beggar's Best with Battleship Gray, January's What I, what I Could Give You. And uh, Sweet Ones with Hippie Johnny. And finally, Mouthpiece out of Ireland. We got a expat guy from the U.S. Four, 24 Stella. Uh, tell me about Comfort Monk. So uh, Comfort Monk is a, a podcast that Dylan and I do. Uh, it's also sort of an umbrella that we use. Uh, in the future, we're going to use it to hold shows and stuff. We were, we were, unfortunately, we started right before the pandemic. So we did one or maybe two uh, Comfort Monk shows before all that started. And we've also just used it as kind of a, um, a record label in a yeah, way to, yeah, to put out music for ourselves and for our friends. That's, that's how I use I, I know of it as a label because I contributed to a compilation. And uh, so this is you and Dylan Dickerson uh, just just collaborating on a lot of musical stuff. And it's kind of a uh, an umbrella term for stuff you do together. Now, you use that P word. Uh, uh, you, you, what, you, you, you uh, have people on a you interview people about music. Yes, I should have said uh, an online radio show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <Mark. laughs> That's OK. And where, where can people find that? Uh, we have it. It goes on our website, comfortmung.com. Okay, people. And Let, let's tell also the people on Spotify that. and stuff. Yeah, but you probably got links on your own site from there. So, c o m f o r t m o n k dot com, people. And there's a big thing to all their stuff that they're doing with the. And so, yeah, nothing was canceled. Everything is just postponed. So it'll, it'll come around where you do gigs. But also, you talk to people. Uh, about music you, you you put out music i think you've got two two volumes of those compilations right yeah uh we've got our third one coming out soon um it's been submitted we're just waiting for all the the digital distribution companies sure. to get back with us that's great that's that's fucking great so that diy thing you were talking about when you were younger still lives oh absolutely uh dylan and i see real eye to eye on Trying to use, you know, um, I, I think a lot of people, at least in town, uh, or at least in the region, know of Comfort Monk uh, because of the, the interviews that we do. Uh, and we want to be able to, you know, kind of use that to, you know, have people find new music from the people that we talk to, to all the way to, uh, you know, we're planning on doing shows with people that have been on the show or people that have contributed to the compilations. Um, so we're really just trying to make it as kind of general as possible with the, uh, with the interest of serving the DIY music uh, community around us as much as possible. You're providing a resource. We're trying to. Yeah. 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 No, look, people ask me about the old days. What was it about? I say it was about people. I think the new days is about people too. It's always going to be about fucking people, and if people want to do it, if there's something about that, it gets a momentum, it gets a kind of energy that kind of people get caught up in, and maybe they didn't think they were creative before that, but then whoa, 
Look at that. They start composing. They start performing. Interesting. Uh, here's something you did under your own name, Eddie Newman. It's called Honeybird. Thank you. 
Watt for Pedro Show Last Music for this edition. Started off Eddie Newman doing Honeybird, and then Alex Klein, that's twin brother of Nels Klein, Stuart Liebig, Brianna Gilcher, Miller Wren, and Tala McDonough's with something very uh, imaginatively titled The Number Two. This <laughs> was the next one. And uh, some big jam they did together. And finally, actually, the first thing we played on the show, thus far and no further, right? The first part of Prosperity Gospel. There actually was an earlier version, people. And this might have been before the whole big piece got put together. Eddie can tell us. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the original version was a demo I made uh, for one of the, the Comfort Monk compilations. And you can kind of see where where I started to get more into the style of like how I wanted the guitars to sound and the drums and everything like that. Um, but it, it basically shows kind of my process, which is, uh, you know, I, I start writing and I'm instantly demoing something as soon as I start writing something. Um, like I don't go in with a fully formed idea of what it's going to be. And I just start, you know, putting down, drum and bass tracks and you know throwing some guitar chords and stuff over top of it and seeing where it goes and uh you know when i when i put that out on the compilation i was planning on doing a prosperity gospel record um but i didn't really know how it was all going to come together and stuff so that's that was my first uh foray into letting people hear it basically okay and you start with the drums a lot of times I do, yeah. Okay. And then you put on the bass, so you get a rhythm section going, and then you start piling shit up. Okay, okay. Very interesting. You know, I've read about Stevie Wonder, uh, Prince, Dave Grohl, even his first Foo Fighter album. They all started with drums. And it makes sense. Uh, you didn't uh, talk about learning drums, though. How, how'd you, did you teach yourself? Um, I, so I've, I've played drums in a couple bands, um, not very good at it, self-taught. Uh, but actually, all the drums on that record are programmed. Um, they're not live. Okay, okay. Drums. But I, I played drums um, with this project uh, called Distorted Cognitions, uh, which was a another guy's like one-man band, and he wanted to do a live show. Um, and I'd contributed some... Uh, some like synth noise and some some vocals to to some of his to some of his songs on earlier records and so uh he was like hey i want to do this thing live what do you think i should do and i was like well i can borrow a drum kit from somebody <laughs> and play drums uh you know all, all, it was all these songs that were kind of extended uh noise pieces that didn't really have drums on them so i kind of got to do it was perfect for me because i got to kind of make it up as we were playing it. <laughs> you got to compose your part. Okay, okay. We started that chunk of music with something called Honeybird. Tell me about that, because that's, that's, that's program drums too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, so that's, that's on the compilation that you're on. Uh, and so we wanted everybody to do covers of Comfort Monk guests, people that have been on the show. Um I did uh, Long Beach uh, skate, skater, uh, incredible cat. I got to play with him and Chuck uh, uh, Treese. Uh, 
And we, we did an instrumental of his, uh, Ray Barbie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, I, I loved that whole project. That was, Putting together that compilation was where I think me and Dylan could finally look at ourselves and be like, look at what we, were, we had done and feel, okay, this is cool. Uh, you know, this is becoming something of, of substance. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to hear the, the third volume. What about Prosperity Gospel? Is it is it done now, or is there another chapter? Uh, there's another chapter. Um, I've uh, after pouring over that last record for so many months, uh, I've kind of been playing anything other than metal uh, <laughs> lately. <laughs> but I, I just yesterday um, started writing a new song that I, I think is going to fit under the Prosperity Gospel thing. Uh, but. Just to, when I hear somebody, hey, I got a new song. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. You know, you hear so much belly aching and bitching and moaning, and, and then somebody says, I got a new song, and all of a sudden, Watts ears. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Live long and prosper. <laughs> and he's so great. When you get this next chapter of the Prosperity Gospel done, will you come back on the show? We can play it and talk about it. Absolutely. Thanks Sounds so great. much. I, I love what you and Dylan are doing. Please keep on keeping on, brother. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you having us on the show. Absolutely. And to all the other associated people. <laughs> you know it. Like I said, it's about people. People, it's been the April 12th, 2021 edition of Wapito Show. Keep your powder dry.